beautiful people. Welcome to 321 Hidden. Bobby the Awesome here. I'm actually feeling like bonus awesome today. I think I slept pretty good. I've been up, I've been productive, and I have a nice action-packed filled day today. I'm going to start with our calendar reading, and then before I even get into the reading, I'm going to share with you something that happened last night to get it off my chest. So January 26th, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations, which is essentially my whole view on life. Like everything that's happened in the past has a value in the future or today or in this moment. Oh God, I just flipped the calendar and tomorrow's reading is actually more in line with what happened last night. But nonetheless, so here's the deal. I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) I, as you know, I'm in the Center for Problem Gambling, and we still have meetings. It's different than GA. It's actually ran by the state and trained counselors and all that stuff. And our environment is a little different than a traditional GA meeting. A lot of times, Gamblers Anonymous won't let you do crosstalk. Now, it depends on what region you're in. But what that means is you really can't give feedback on someone. You can't be really direct. You like if, if you know they're, they have their attitude on, you generally don't say it. Or you, you maybe ask questions or talk after group. It's just a different culture or dynamic. So for a long time, I've been struggling with, and it, it has, it's my own issue because there's someone else in my life aside from the person in this group where they seem very similar to me and they're everything they say and do and and even how they've been diagnosed mentally all of those things and I don't do well with bullshit I just don't do well with bullshit and I don't do well with the deflecting so if I have something to say getting it turned around and someone trying to show my faults I have plenty of faults and I'm aware of them and I work on them every freaking day. So, and and I'm okay with constructive feedback. Now, of course, when I go at someone and put them on the defense, it makes sense they would be defensive. So it's been brewing for a while. I've been frustrated in the background with one of the members in our group. And my strategy has been to lead by example, which is part of, who I want to be, a good example, not a bad one, although I feel like I was a bad example last night. But I want to deal with it in a way like I would tell you and, and, and how I've told you guys for the last year. So my strategies have been just to limit the engagement. You know, it's hard in a recovery community where you want to be supportive of people. So you don't want to like cut them out of your life but if you know it's not good for your recovery because it gets you all fired up, there's, a, there's like a checks and balances. So I've chose to not confront this person anymore. I've, I've tried to give them the polite feedback, the kind, the soft-spoken, all that stuff. And it's their life, right? And I can't control it. And I've just chosen to not put my energy into someone who I don't think puts their own energy in to that level, I'll put out what they put out or what their actions speak to. And again, it's not about me judging. It's just I have to live in this ecosphere with this person. And I want them to succeed. 
but I just I can't tolerate the the attitude at times. It's just not good for me because I want to call bullshit. So I think I had told you a while back, like even on our thread, our WhatsApp group, this person was like trying to pick a fight almost with me one day when I asked for help with the Zoom meetings. When I'm when I'm traveling or I'm out and about and there's a meeting going on, I want to try to catch the meeting. But the way they post them in the group is just the digits. Well, that's fine if you're sitting in front of a computer to punch in the digits and the password. But if you're trying to toggle screens to look at the digits and go back to the Zoom screen and plug them in, not the safest while I'm driving. So I thought, hmm, let me ask if anybody can put the, you know, the click-through links. So then I only at least have to remember the passcode. And the person that I had dealings with last night made it a point to jump in. Oh, geez, you're too busy for two minutes to to log in the manual away. And I just, you know, I wasn't confrontational. I just let it go, went about my business. Someone was kind enough to post the new links and that was that. So it wasn't, I'm not looking for arguments, right? Because we know arguments and frustrations and all, and anger make us want to gamble. So we're in group last night and the 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 counselor in charge who's actually director of the program asked for my thoughts and I told him I don't think it will be very recovery of me <laughs> to say what I think regarding this person and he kind of pushed and what ended up happening was an all out like I downloaded the last 6 9 years worth of feedback that I've held back because I knew I couldn't say it constructively and I did it in a very not constructive manner but I said what was on my heart and uh it's crazy because I end up feeling bad because of what I said I believe in what I said but I still feel bad for saying it and it's interesting because I know that the director was pushing me that he probably felt that this person needed to hear what I had to say and he knew I would be bold about it. And and I have to tell you too, let me turn the clock back a little. Yesterday morning, I had spoken to this person and they on the phone for a few minutes and even on there, it was like, I felt like I was in a bad relationship with a dude, like someone just fucking pushing buttons just to get me going. And... I can't succumb to that. I can't be around that. So it's tricky, right? Because it's in my recovery world. And I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to navigate it. And I'm fine with that. I'm not crazy about being insulted for, for doing the best I can to help the recovering community on a much larger level than just showing up for group meetings. Like, yeah, I've showed up for a lot of meetings during the course of the last four years. If I need to change my direction so that I can learn things and make a bigger impact than just the dozen people in the room or half dozen people in the room, that's what I'm being called to do. And I shouldn't apologize for that, but I also shouldn't be attacked for that. So here's where I'm at he tried to call me after group last night, past my bedtime, two fucking nights in a row. Like, dude, I don't stay awake past eight o'clock if I can help it. That's one piece. You don't. You just don't call people after 9 p.m. I just don't think that's good etiquette anyway. 
and that, you know, like he's, I can see him trying to spin it into a, like, okay, thank you for being that candid and honest. And I could see him processing it the way he needs to process it, which is fine. That's on him. And then this morning in the thread, you know, he, he's basically saying that, you know, he doesn't want the conflict. He didn't say it quite like that, but, um, and expressed, you know, love for me and the other person who got involved in this I call it drama because I just don't have time for this stuff. I don't have the emotion to, I don't want to invest my emotions in shit like this either. So, and yeah, mom, I'm wired up about this. If you're going to judge me for my swearing today, because this is a, a hot topic. No, my mother doesn't judge me for swearing, but she can tell when I'm wound up about something. She's like, you swore a lot on that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hot topics make me swear. It's okay. So I am going to give it with grace. I love him because I love all people. I love all people unconditionally. Whether he decides to quit gambling, just whether he decides to be honest with his family, whether he decides to be honest with himself, whether he decides to go out and gamble for the rest of his life, I will love him unconditionally. But I do not need to have active involvement with him outside of what my boundaries are. And that's just the way it is. And... I've said this to the other person in my life that this fellow reminds me of. Like, hey, it's not good for my recovery. Like, it's just that simple. I don't need to apologize for that. I don't need to explain that. Because I'm in a whole different place, right, than someone who's in active addiction. It's just that way. It's, it's just what's going on with our brains and our body, all that science stuff that I tell you I'm not an expert on. I know it's going on. When you're in active addiction, you're in a different mindset and the chemicals flowing through your body are different than when you're in active recovery. So that's where that's where I'm at. I am going to protect my recovery and my emotions and my energy, my mental energy, my heart energy. I will acknowledge and be polite to this person, but I am not going to continue to invest any great deal of effort and that's just the way it is so thank you for letting me get that off my chest it's important that you recognize your boundaries and recognize the people that might be jacking with your boundaries or that might mess up your not mess up risk your recovery because even even after like one of the fellows in the group shared about having a relative that sold his drug of choice. And he's like, I had to cut out the relative. Like, if I want to have clean time, I can't be with that relative. Or having a friend that he used to gamble with. And, and when the friend is trying to influence him to gamble or only talks gamble, that's not good for his recovery. He needs to protect his recovery. We can't get lost in other people's feelings. You know, like I can't, he can't feel bad for his friend or his relative that he has to disassociate with. He has to just feel good for him and know that he's protecting himself. And I love that he brought that up last night as well. So there's my learning lesson from last night. What can we learn from today's reading? Henry Brooks Adams says, all experience is an arch to build on. We can learn something from any experience, even one that is painful. Well, that ties with the calendar, huh? In fact, we often learn more from painful experiences than from pleasant ones. When we say or do something foolish or hurtful that causes, embar causes us embarrassment or guilt, pain gives us a reason to learn and behave differently next time. 
It may hurt to be arrested for drunk driving, but the pain of that experience may be the beginning of recovery for someone who is addicted. We can't change the experiences we have, but we can learn from them. Our life is a gift that comes wrapped up in what we experience each moment. Let's do that sentence again. Our life is a gift that comes wrapped up in what we experience each moment. When we accept this gift and open it willingly, no matter what the wrapping looks like, we put ourselves in a position to discover unexpected treasures. We live life to the fullest and we learn who we are as we grow. In that way, we all experience... In that way, all experience is positive in building our new lives. Today, let me learn something that will help me grow in wisdom and maturity. So let me let me reflect back on that with the situation that I gave you. I'm sure it was painful for him last night. And hopefully he could see the positive. And like I said, based on his communication this morning and after the call last night, I'm sensing that he's trying. That's good. That's what he should be doing. It's, I, I, I'm, I paused because I'm trying to think of how to express the magnitude of the truth in this. It is every, I believe, every single thing, every single moment is a treasure. We might not know it's a treasure in the moment, but I 100% believe what this reading is saying. Once we can accept that, and whether it's in the moment or reflecting back, and we can really see that everything has some sort of value, maybe sometimes we can't see the value in the moment or even thereafter, or maybe not ever, which is why I always go down that trust and faith road. But if you know that it's a treasure and you just move on from it instead of dwelling in it, if it's bad... Right. It's real easy. Think about think about the way we handle things as an addict. We don't get our way or something bad happens. We might take it out on other people. We might go gamble. We might cope in some other way, drinking, drugs, whatever. We might get unmotivated about the other things in our lives, neglect, neglect our chores, our families, whatever the things are when we have our attitude on. When those kinds of those challenges and those those painful experiences happen. Or we can process our emotions, express gratitude for them. We'll 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 help you heal quicker, believe it or not. I'm I'm grateful for the pain. I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful that I can feel and that I'm not numbing my ass behind a poker table or slot machine or a computer screen making a bat. I'm grateful for whatever lesson's gonna come out of this. That's going to help you get through it and cry and scream and meditate and and do whatever works for you, but get through it. And I think that most of the time, in time, you'll be able to see the gifts that were in every lesson, in every pain. Do you think it was fun to be in rehab (laughs) for 28 days with no access to technology, no access to using the phone freely, being told when I could and couldn't sleep, when I could and couldn't go to meetings, when I could and couldn't eat, when I could and couldn't shower, when I could and couldn't watch TV. And oh, by the way, it was a vote. And the boys who 
boys just seem to love TV more than us girls anyway, as a general rule. I know I'm being stereotypical, but if you saw my rehab group, you would know what I mean. But to take away all those freedoms, you think that wasn't painful? Fuck yeah, it was painful. And, and I actually said to myself, like I knew that was a turning point for my gambling because I'm like, I don't ever want to go through this pain, misery, aggravation ever again. And it's a reminder, you know, like having those thoughts while I was there, I was like, yeah, nope, don't ever want to go through this. And it's thankfully the the closest thing I've ever been to jail. And I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to lose my freedom. I want to live my life beyond my wildest dreams. And if you're someone who's on death row in jail, I'm sure that living in a world of COVID where you have to wear a mask is a life beyond their wildest dreams compared to living in a fucking cell. So just just some food for thought this morning. Life is a gift. And we, you know, we thank Oscar. I thank Oscar. I'm so grateful for planting that seed that if we can lose our attitude and get clean and not gamble not use whatever capacity that looks like for you. We literally can have a life beyond our wildest dreams. And processing the pain and seeing it as gifts definitely helps with that. That's what I got for you, beautiful people. I like that. Thank you again for letting me listen. If you got time, please drop us a a review or a like, or I guess it's called a rating. On, uh, in podcast world. I still don't know how it works all exactly, but that helps us get our message out to other folks. As you're seeing, I'm trying to network with other podcasters in the gambling arena and have them be guests. So you know there's more resources out there and us spreading the knowledge. Hopefully we'll get, you know, the messages and, and information out to those who need it. So thanks, beautiful people. I will talk to you tomorrow.